Hi, my name is Stephen Luna. I'm the lead pastor of MWC Church. We're so glad you chose to join us for this podcast. My prayer is that it would be a blessing in helping you grow closer to Jesus and help you grow in your faith. Enjoy this week's sermon. You can listen to the rest of the song later. We don't have time for that whole thing. Now let's, let's, be, let's have a truthful moment. Who had some NSYNC on their mixtapes, mix CDs back in the day? Don't be bashful. Yeah. Who, who still has it going on? Or some Justin Timberlake. I love Christmas music. Just love Christmas music. And this is one of, the, of those random songs that I, I didn't listen to NSYNC, really. I wasn't, don't worry. I know you're getting to know me still a little over a year in, but I wasn't one of those weird uh, boy band boys. So I wasn't that. But, so I didn't listen to NSYNC, but I like this Christmas song. And it just so happened that one of my good friends, my neighbor, Brian, who lived across the street, he really liked this song, too. And so we would jam out with this song. And in youth group, in junior high and high school, we were oftentimes involved with running the sound and picking the song selections and helping with worship. And so at Christmas time, we would play this jam all the time, and everybody would get all upset with us because we kept playing the same song all the time at youth group. But also what we would do, because we love the song so much, and I love Christmas music so much, and being in charge of the music selection and the sound, we would randomly put this song on different times of the year. And so everybody would scowl and give us looks because we'd play this Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays in July or April, and we'd crank it up and we'd jam out and we'd have a good time because we love the song and I love Christmas music. For Lisa and I at home, we always start listening to it about November 1st, and usually in the first week in November, we set up all our Christmas decorations because we love this time of the year. So I thought in preparation for this series, the Christmas Mixtape, it's a collection of different pastors, your favorite MWC pastors, bringing different perspectives and messages about the Christmas story, but it's also in correlation with this idea of a mixtape, taking the collection of your favorite songs, and back in the day, you'd put on a cassette tape, or then a CD, or now you put on a playlist on your favorite music streaming service, and so I couldn't help but want to go in line with that, and wouldn't you know, there is a Christmas song right in the Christmas narrative, and so we're going to take a look at that. Track two today for our Christmas mixtape message is the Magnificat. This is known as Mary's song. It's in Luke chapter one, in verse 46, and many of your Bibles might even have in the title Mary's song or Magnificat, Mary's song right in your Bible. So this beautiful song, Mary's singing, it's the Christmas song. Let's take a look at that. Because Magnificat is the Latin version of the first line that we translate in English. It was in the Latin Vulgate Bible. It is, my soul magnifies the Lord. That's what Magnificat means, and that's the first line here. We're going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. Luke chapter 1, verse 46, Mary responded, oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. 
this incredible song that Mary sings and brings forth in this moment. Well, why, why is Mary singing this song? Why does this well up and come out of her mouth? In the beginning of Luke, he describes the foretelling of John the Baptist and the foretelling of the birth of Jesus. And so an angel Gabriel comes to Zechariah and Elizabeth and tells them that they are going to have a child. They're old in age and they haven't had any children. They've been barren. But the angel says, you are going to have a child and he is going to be special, set apart for God. He's going to be the forerunner for the Messiah, for the Savior. And so the angel brings this to them, to Zechariah and Elizabeth. And then after six months of pregnancy of Elizabeth, the angel Gabriel again comes to Mary, and she comes before Mary and says, Mary, you are who are highly favored of the Lord. God sees you. God knows you, and he is chosen, choosing you for a time such as this, a time where you will carry the Messiah and will be by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And Mary responds with a couple questions, but then says that I am the Lord's servant. Use me as you will. And so a couple days after Mary collects herself, the angel had told her that your, even your cousin Elizabeth is in her sixth month of pre pregnancy and reaffirming what God is establishing in Mary. And so what does anybody do who finds themselves in a situation? They find somebody else, seek somebody else out who's in a similar situation. And so she travels to go to visit Elizabeth. And it, the scripture tells us that the angel told Mary that Elizabeth was pregnant, but it doesn't say that the angel told Elizabeth that anything was going to happen with Mary. So Mary makes her way, and just by entering the home and greeting her cousin Elizabeth, the baby John, who will be John the Baptist, bursts with joy in her womb. And this isn't like a regular kick or punch that a pregnant mom feels from their baby. This is the moving of the Holy Spirit. And then Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit, and she begins to exclaim, and proclaim what God is doing in Mary, that she's going to be blessed, that it's because of her obedience to do what God wanted to do with her, that she will be blessed. And out of that comes this overflowing, this wonderful song that Mary begins to sing. Today, I hope that we find ourselves at the end of this message with a key phrase that culminates our heart and our attitude today. And today, I usually call it the lifeline today in conjunction with our message here is I'm going to call it the title track. The title track of our life will be that my life will magnify the Messiah. My life will magnify the Messiah. That's that Magnificat, that first line that Mary sings, that we similarly can have our lives magnify the Messiah. So I was back home for Thanksgiving, and in my home church, we've had for many years a sign that's very similar to this one up here. It says, Merry Christmas. It's painted on wood, and we have one, and it says, Christmas changes everything. And Christ is in red, and MAS is in white. It says, Christmas changes everything. And I've seen this for many years, and it was really hitting me in preparation for this message what Christmas is about and that Christmas truly changes everything and that it's Christ who changes everything. And in this moment in Mary's life, this song wells up in her heart and she sings this song because she's realizing and understanding that Christ changes everything, that this baby Jesus, that this Messiah, this Savior changes everything because even back to Mary, when Jesus was just microscopic in the womb, 
she understood that it's always been about Jesus, never about us. That Christmas has always been about Jesus, not about us. And that's simply a reminder, a refresher for us this morning. In this time, in this holiday season in America, that we remember that it's always about Jesus and that he is the one that changes everything. Well, I want to go back through this text because what I found and what I felt the Spirit was leading and bringing out in this song were seven key truths that Mary establishes in this song. And if you have your handout, you can either, if you have a pen, or there's a pen in the, in the seat pocket in front of you, you can use or you can put it in a note in your phone or your tablet. It's going to be this, these seven key truths in this middle column you can fill in. So first, in verse 46 through 47, it's the Magnificat. That's what Mary starts with. She begins this song that comes out of her magnifying the Lord. She magnifies and lifts him up. Magnify means to make larger, right? And so she realizes immediately that this is not about me, it's about Jesus. And she magnifies Jesus above herself. She says, you are the one to, to bring magnification. You are the one to bring glory. I will bring praise to you, Lord. She sings, my soul magnifies him. Verse 48, Mary establishes that she identifies her role and participation in salvation. She says that I am just a lonely girl, that I'm nobody. Who am I that you would pick me? Some, somebody the world does not know. But yet she identifies that God has chosen to use her to participate in salvation, that I am lowly, that I am nobody, but God is using me. What an incredible reminder that is for us today. How often do we feel like a nobody? How often do we feel that we don't have a part in God's plan or just in our regular life, but God takes what is lowly and lifts that up and uses that more than we could ever imagine. And in there, it says that every generation will call her blessed. And I just want to clarify that that wasn't a prideful statement coming from her, but that was a statement of understanding and identifying. That's the key word, identify that position, her role there. And it wasn't out of pride, but it was out of a realization of what God was using her to do. Just like my grandmother, Edith, she, she was a pastor. She was a woman of prayer. She was an amazing woman. She lived to 98 years old. And people would say of her, her family, her children, her grandchildren, other people in our church, she was an established person in the start of our church that my parents planted. And they would say, man, Edith is a blessed woman. Edith is favored of the Lord. And you might have a similar expression with somebody in your family where they give blessing and honor to what God has done and what God has used in their life. And that's what Mary was describing here. Well, in verse 49, the key word there is extols. Mary extols the Lord with praise, glorifying God. She begins to sing praise and lift glory and honor, continuing at this magnification, but saying, God, you are the one I praise. You are the one worthy of my praise. I lift you high. I lift you up. I put myself behind. I put you forward. Verse 50, Mary trusts in God's plan. The truth is that there's trust. See, generations have been waiting the Messiah. Hundreds of years, a couple thousand years, they've been waiting 
for the Messiah. It was promised to them and they hadn't seen fulfilled. And Mary is establishing this truth that I can trust God. She can trust God. The people of Israel can trust God. That we can trust God. For generations they had been trusting for the Messiah, awaiting for his arrival. Verse 50 and 51, Mary sings and brings out the truth of proclamation. Mary proclaims, proclaims the provision of God and the attitude. I'm sorry, I messed up. She acknowledges the sovereignty and power of God. The word there is acknowledge. She, she establishes that it doesn't matter your stature, that it doesn't matter if you're kings or princes, it doesn't matter what stature you have in society, it doesn't matter your wealth, it doesn't matter what earthly power you may have, that can all be dispossessed, that can all be gotten rid of, because it's God who is sovereign. It is God who is in control. Mary acknowledges that it's God who's in control. What, who is she? That she, she takes this lowly girl and says, I'm going to, empowered by the Holy Spirit, give you this child who's going to be the Messiah that you're going to carry. And for you and I, it's the same as that God is controlled, that we realize his sovereignty in our lives. We sing, holy, holy, holy. The sovereignty and power of God that he is in control and we can acknowledge and trust that God is in control. In verse 53, then Mary proclaims the provision of God. He said that he would feed and take care of. And it also identifies the attitude of man's heart. Are we hungering and thirsting after God? Spiritually, are we hungering and thirsting is the desire that we want more of Jesus. She proclaims his provision in the attitude of our heart. And then Mary concludes in verse 54 and 55 with exclamation, exclamation of God's promise of salvation that has finally come. Generations have been waiting. Generations have been trusting and now exclaiming, finally the day has come. The Messiah will be here. He is the Savior of the world and His people. For years growing up in my church, my dad would, my mom and dad, sometimes just my dad, sometimes my mom and dad together would sing a classic Christmas song in a worship experience called Mary Did You Know? Are you familiar with that song? Mary Did You Know? It's a wonderful song and both of my parents could sing well and they sang this uh, beautiful duet and harmonies and sang this song. Unfortunately, me and my brother only got half of their ability to sing, but they would sing this song and I love this. And, I, and But as I was studying this, and really taking apart this song that Mary brings forth, I'm thinking, Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? And I'm listening to Pentatonic's version of Mary, did you know? And I'm really starting to begin to think, I think she did. I think she had a pretty good idea of what was going to happen. Maybe not some of the specific details, but she understood about a week and a half into this. Only days after this angel comes to her, and days after she has confirmation from her cousin Elizabeth proclaiming through the, by the power of the Holy Spirit that what would happen is going to be fulfilled because of her obedience to the Lord. We can see in this song and these seven truths that she brings out that I think she is well, well aware of what is happening with her, well aware of how God is using her. So she magnifies him. She identifies her role. She extols the Lord with praise, lifting him up. She trusts God's plan that they've been trusting for for a long time. 
She acknowledges the sovereignty and power of God, proclaims the provision of God, and then she exclaims God's promise of salvation that has arrived. And so what I found really interesting is that Mary, and I I didn't see this before we decided to do this series, but as I'm studying, I I saw how wonderfully this works with our mixtape, because what we're going to discover is that in this song, this is really Mary's mixtape. It's her mixtape, and what do I mean? Well, if you have a, just an application Bible or reference Bible, you will, you will see in that, that they make this correlation between Mary's song in these verses to Psalms from the Old Testament. You see, what we can find out is that Mary's mixtape was actually Old Testament Psalms. And the reason why these came out is because she was a Hebrew girl, she was an Israelite, she would have known the Old Testament Genesis to Malachi, very well. It would have been read very often, spoken. They even sang the Psalms. And so her her whole life, God's word had been put into her heart in her life. God's word had been, as the Bible says, hidden in her heart and her life. And so Mary's mixtape was a Psalms mixtape. She took the collection of Psalms, the collection of God's word that were in her heart and her life, and that's what came out in this song. And so I want to show you these because I think it's so cool how this correlates with Mary's song. So we're going to go through and see how Mary's song connects with these psalms that she would have known her whole life. Verse 46, Oh, my soul praises the Lord. Psalm 34, I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together to praise his name. Verse 48, For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. Though the Lord is great, he cares for the humble. He cares for the lowly, but he keeps his distance from the proud. Verse 49, For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. Psalm 71, your righteousness, O God, reaches to the highest heavens. You have done such wonderful things. Who can compare with you, O God? Verse 50, he shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. Psalm 103, but the Lord, the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children, generation after generation Verse 51, his mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. Psalm 98, sing a new song to the Lord, for he has done wonderful deeds. His right hand has won a mighty victory. His holy arm has shown his saving power. Verse 54, he has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. 98.3, he has remembered his promise to love and be faithful to Israel. The ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. In verse 55, for he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. The Lord swore an oath to David with a promise he will never take back. I will place one of your descendants on your throne. Isn't that incredible? What comes out of Mary, this song, her mixtape is the collection of psalms that were in her heart, the collection that came out in this moment, in this moment of realizing what was about to happen, in this moment of realizing what God was using her for. 
So what we can see is there's a model in Mary's mixtape. And I occasionally like to use acronyms. I don't like to overdo it because an acronym is supposed to help you remember something, but sometimes it's harder to remember something. It's more. But I'm telling you, it was so funny, and I was questioning myself, thinking, oh, God, do I really want to do an acronym with mixtape? Is that really what's happening? But it just was there, and so I'm going to bring that for you. So if, if you haven't figured it out yet, if you've noticed from those keywords, magnify, identify, extol, trust, acknowledge, proclaim, and exclaim. It's a mixtape. Yes, it's the mixtape. <laughs> and I didn't want to force it, but I'm like, Lord, this is right here in your word. This mixtape that Mary has to magnify the Lord, to identify her role, to extol the Lord with praise, to trust in his plan, to acknowledge his sovereignty and power, to proclaim his provision and exclaim God's promise. You see, we have this model to look at. So I wonder, I want to ask you about your Christmas mixtape. What comes out of you? What makes you sing praises to your Savior? See, Jesus changed Mary's life in that moment before he was born, when he was microscopic in her womb. He was changing her life forever, incredibly changing everything about everything that she ever knew. And he changes our lives right now because Jesus changes everything because Christ changes our lives. And so he does that now. So I've got a couple things for us to think about. What's making you sing praises to the Savior? And that's before and after Christmas, not just during this time, not just singing the classic Christmas songs, but what is causing a welling up of a song inside your soul to bring before him? Are you able to say our title track today that my soul will magnify the Messiah? I want you to think about what's on your mixtape. What is the title track of your life? Do you fill your heart and your life with Jesus? Yeah, that's what Mary did. She filled it up with the words of the Lord. With the very words from God, she filled her life with that. It came from a heart filled with God's voice, not with her own. So I ask you, what about yours? What is your heart filled with? Because if, what, if the song that wells up within you that comes out of your mouth is Santa Baby, then we might have a problem. If, that was, if that's what's coming forth from within your heart, and it's not the Word of God, it's not His promises, then we might have to reevaluate that so that we can truly say and leave this place saying, Lord, maybe not yesterday, maybe not last week, maybe I've had a hard time, but right now, my title track will be, My Life Will Magnify the Messiah. It will magnify you because you are the Savior. Because you have changed me and you continue to change me. Even now, he wants to make changes. So we follow in line with Mary and her mixtape and use this model as a way that we can proclaim what's happening inside of our life. That we can say, Lord, I want to sing praises to you from what's welling up from inside me and it's your word and it's your promises to me and it's my love for you because I want to magnify and lift you up. Her response indicates the condition of her heart. The song that comes out, the Psalms mixtape is, is an indication of the condition of where her heart is. Why could she be chosen as a 14, 15, 16-year-old girl? to be used? Why was she chosen from a lowly position that only her family and some of her friends knew of her? Nobody else in the world knew of her. 
why would God choose her? How could he use her? It's because her heart was conditioned for this moment. And it comes out right in that song. She was prepared and ready, and that's how God was able to choose her and allowed to choose her. Even look at her response in those verses right before her song as the angel is telling her what's going to happen. In verse 38, she responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Her song indicates the condition of where her heart was, and it was focused on magnifying God and magnifying the Messiah. So my encouragement to you is put Mary's song on your greatest Christmas mixtape. Put these seven truths at the top of how you magnify your Messiah, your Savior. Because it's not just for them. He's our Savior. He's the Savior of the world. So how can our mixtape magnify Him? How can we lift up and honor and glorify Him? And it was so funny just... This, this whole thing. Because yesterday, I'm going to, to go into some prayer time. And so, uh, when I was really little, I mean, I'm not that old, but I'm just old enough that I did experience cassette tapes. And I remember uh, my parents taking us to school and we'd pop in the cassette tape. And occasionally, I would take a recorder and take a couple songs from a cassette and record it onto a different cassette so I could have the ones I wanted a mixtape. I did when I went back home. I had this, did anybody have one of those big CD binders? Anybody got one of those huge big CD binders? So I pulled mine back out, and I, I found my Christmas 2, my CD, mixed mix CD, Christmas 2 from like 15, 18 years ago. I found that. So I didn't pop in the CD. I didn't pop in the cassette, but, but I pull out Spotify to put on some worship music. And what comes up on my screen as I'm going to pray is this from Spotify, helping me with my message. Your top songs, 2019, offering me a mixed playlist of my songs from this year. But what really caught me is I said, what's your number one? What's your number one? What is your title track? My life will magnify the Messiah, but more importantly than what's your number one, making sure who's your number one. Because what's your number one is from who's your number one. What's your number one song is from who you're singing it to. Your title track, your life, What's welling up inside of you, the condition of your heart is going to overflow with praise and thanksgiving for who's your number one. So if that's JT, Justin Timberlake, some NSYNC, that's going to come out. Or is it Jesus? Is that what's going to come out from the overflow of your heart and the condition of where you're at? So church, let's stand so that we can take a moment to respond to what God is doing. Because he desires us to say that my life will magnify the Messiah. He wants us to say my life will magnify you, Jesus. But that's only going to happen if you have Jesus in your life. So I want to take an opportunity to say that to magnify Jesus means that he's in our heart, he's in our life. He's our number one when we've accepted him and asked Jesus to come into our life. And along with Christmas, he gives us this gift of salvation. He says, accept us. All you have to do is accept me. Realize that you are a sinner. Realize that you've made mistakes, that you've missed a mark, that you've been living for yourself, that you were your own way maker. But he came to make a way and he says that I want to take your life and hold it in my hands. I want to be the savior of your life. I want to be the one that directs your life. And I want to make your life incredible. 
because you're living for me to choose him. So let's just take a moment and prepare ourselves for God to allow to change us through his word and through what he wants to do right in this moment. So if you are here today and you can acknowledge that I don't have Jesus in my life, I've never asked him to come into my life, I don't sing praises to him because he's not my savior, but I want to make him my savior today. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life by confessing before him and admitting that I'm a sinner, believing that God raised him from the dead, that he died for me, and to confess my sin, my mistakes, my disobedience before him. Simply, an outward confession of what's happening in your heart, I simply ask you to raise your hand really quick, put it down to say, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. I want to sing praises to him. And so for us today, church, that means that we're reaffirming, reestablishing our title track. What's the number one song that we sing and who are we singing it to? Can we confidently leave today? Maybe you came in this way today. That's awesome, but we can leave saying, man, I got to realign myself, Jesus. I got to remember the mixtape and I want my track to be my life will magnify the Messiah. My life will magnify you, Jesus. So let's not leave this moment without letting the Savior Jesus make changes that need to be made. Let's be real in this moment. We got tons of time to let Jesus do his thing. So I encourage you to separate the things that are going on in your mind, what's been happening in your life. Focus on Jesus. Say, Jesus, I, if you truly mean it, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want to magnify you. I want to live for you, Lord. Help me to do the hard work of making sure that my life is magnifying you, that you're that number one. So take some moments and we will go into worship to praise and magnify him with song. I'm going to challenge you this morning. We could stop here, but I sense that we should push. We got time to push to press into God. Okay, so you might feel like, man, this feels good. Or, man, I think God has done something. But let's push farther. Let's say, God, I'm going to give you a little bit more. I'm going to give you a little bit more. Lord, I want to magnify and praise you. I want to give you a little bit more of me. Push yourself past where maybe you've been before with the Lord. Maybe it's simply in praising and singing and worshiping him. Maybe it's saying, Jesus, i got to still take care of some things. There's still, still some things I need to take care of. I took care of two, but there's two more, and I was going to save that for next week. But I'll handle that now. So let's press into him. Maybe that's singing. Maybe that's you praying. Maybe that's you being quiet before the Lord. Maybe that's you coming to the altar. There's nothing special about this except for bringing yourself before him, humbly saying, I'm going to get on my physical knees or whatever it is that I'm just going to put my life before you, God, because I need the Savior right now, and I need to lift you up. All right, so let's take a moment. Please, encourage you, just push in, press into him. Talk to him, communicate. Let's let God do more because he wants to do more than right now. Maybe you're feeling good about now, but he wants to do even more, if you can imagine that. So let's do that. We're going to shout unto God, okay? So if you're not praying, I want you to be praising and giving as much as you can to him.
yet. We're not done yet. Here's what's happening. Jesus came, right? Jesus was in that womb to defeat the enemy, to defeat death, to bring salvation. He came to change, and I feel impressed. Because of that, because of Jesus, Jesus is the healer, that there's some healing that needs to happen today, that there's people that need healing. Seems like it's a different direction, but it's not. Why did Jesus come? To bring salvation, to defeat the enemy, to bring healing, to bring saving power. So if you need healing, I want to ask that you will come up. If you would come up so we can pray with you. If you need healing, God wants to change. Jesus wants to change everything today. So continue to make your way up as we continue to sing. Shout unto God. If you need healing for whatever it is, come up so that we can pray with you. We're going to do one more thing because I want to be obedient to what the Spirit is leading. I just feel impressed. It's kind of funny talking about baby Jesus. I feel impressed to pray for those that are with child today. Those that are bearing children who are pregnant. The Lord is impressing on me to pray. Just to pray. For provision, pray for safety, pray for all that goes along with that. So if you if you are here and you are you are pregnant, you are with child. If you feel comfortable, you can either uh, come up or those that are near you, if you just raise your hand so that they can pray, that we can just pray for provision, for safety over that. I just feel that leading. So I just want to be real and sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So if, if we, Kaylee's up here, we've got, and then I know we've got one sitting over there, Becca's over there. So they're going to stay there, I guess, because they're pregnant. So they're just going to not waddle up here. So if you would surround them where you're at and we can pray. Jesus, we pray and ask, being obedient to your Holy Spirit, Lord, we just pray for miracles. Lord, we pray for provision. Lord, we pray for safety. Lord, uh, we, we know we've, we've had indication that there had been some things happening in some of these pregnancies early on, and God, you have you've done miracles already, Lord, so we continue for an established presence of miracles. We continue for your established provision and protection and safety over these children. God, you have plans and purposes for these children, Lord. I pray that you establish them, Lord, that they have a, a, a calling on their life, a blessing on their life, Lord, that you would do incredible things through these children's lives that you would protect and help the parents, Lord. You would give them peace and understanding through this, Lord Jesus, as you did with Mary. Lord, we just pray blessing over these children. Thank you, Lord. In your name, amen. Wow, I hope that you have been blessed today for what God is doing. I am going to ask, I'm going to ask that uh, the, the band is going to do some more worship. So if you would like to stay and linger in this for a few more minutes, we got time, we're going to do that. So we'll informally dismiss, but if you'd like to stay and worship a little longer, feel free to do so. We're encouraged to see you next week. And uh, since we do have some time, I encourage you to greet somebody. Don't just take off. Greet somebody. Have a conversation with somebody that you haven't caught up with in a while. Maybe somebody you don't know out in the foyer. If you are new and you filled out that Connect card, we'd love to greet you and meet you in the fireside chat. Be blessed today, church, and know what God is doing in your life today. And that wraps up today's message. But we've got more on the way, so be sure to subscribe so you won't miss a future podcast. You belong here, so we encourage you to get connected 
You can find us on social media or online at mwcwichita.com. That's mwcwichita.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.